But let's clear things up on what's going on in the town of Mansfield. Our monthly visit with Ryan Aylesworth, the town manager, joins us this morning. Ryan, good morning. In case you didn't notice, uh, we have an election coming up on Tuesday. So how are Election Day plans shaping up in Mansfield? Good morning, Wayne. Um, Yeah, next Tuesday is definitely going to be a a busy day. I think anybody who watches uh, a few minutes of TV or listens to a few minutes of radio knows that we are in the throes of uh, election season. Um, It's kind of all day, every day at this point. But uh, gearing up for a busy day on on Tuesday, Um, November 1st, of course, was the deadline uh, to register to vote beforehand. So at this point, uh, given that we're less than a week out, uh, anybody who wants to vote or anybody who's going to vote who hasn't already registered um, is going to have to do same-day, Election Day registration. And so for the town of Mansfield, uh, we have uh, what's called EDR, Election Day registration, happening at Town Hall. But uh, we, we're gearing up you know, for our four uh, polling places, and we're fielding questions from residents about the... Uh, about the election process, you know, logistical questions and things of that nature. But uh, I think we are we are prepped and ready for a successful day uh, next Tuesday. Ryan, how are you doing as far as poll workers are concerned? There's been some concerns about that since the last election, since January the 6th. Do you have enough staff to work all the polling places? We're fortunate that we do. Um, as you say, it's not, it's not easy, and, uh, you know, it's not something that necessarily – you know, uh, large masses of people are eager to do, and and unfortunately I think that's because of the hyper-political environment that we find ourselves in. You know, people find themselves under more and more strain and and, and scrutiny just trying to do a good job with, you know, with the election worker, you know, responsibilities that they have. But but we do have a robust uh, staffing plan. Um, We... uh, we had a, a overwhelming number of uh, election day registrations uh, happening back in 2018, which was the last election, basically in the pre-pandemic era, and uh, we experienced some pretty significant challenges um, back back then. And so we've made a number of upgrades in terms of technology to avoid those issues, but we've also increased uh, the number of election workers that are staffing uh, our well, our normal polling locations as well as our EDR location at Town Hall. So I think. I think we're in good shape. We have a good plan. How about election security? Have you added officers to the polling places? We'll have um, a, a pretty uh, robust uh, uh, resident trooper uh, presence. Um, you know, hopefully this will be a, a, a civil affair and, and decorum, and we won't have any issues. But but our resident troopers, you know, obviously uh, are well aware that we have an election day coming up, and that they may be called on. Um, you know, as needed if, if uh, things get, uh, you know, tense at all. But uh, we're expecting, you know, people to, to exercise their civic duty and do so in a responsible, respectful way and, you know, just obviously be prepared for, for any eventuality. It's a big responsibility to ensure that all the UConn students who want to vote can vote. I recognize that some may vote in their hometowns. What added burden does that put on your elections process in Mansfield? Well, it definitely creates some challenges. I guess uh, I would be, you know, I would shy away from using the word burden. I would say you know, it creates some challenges, but also some opportunities as we try to help um, some some younger citizens exercise their, you know, their civic rights and, and obviously promote democracy in the process. But um, we do have um, a, a robust number of, of students that vote, and uh, there are definitely times when students can be a little bit confused about where they should be voting, you know, should they be voting in their hometown, should they be voting here locally as a, as a UConn student, so we try to help them with that. Um, 
but uh, there are definitely going to be a lot of students that um, you know wake up next Tuesday and realize, oh shoot, I didn't register, and so where do I need to go vote? And so that, you know those students, if they haven't registered already, should come to town hall for for our EDR uh, voting um, and and not go to the community center, which would uh, likely otherwise be their their polling place. Um, but um, you know, the student government and other organizations on campus, you know, they they do a good job of mobilizing student voters, and so you know, we're expecting large quantities of, of students uh, to come to town hall on Tuesday to vote, and that's great. And uh, as I alluded to before, you know, we've made a number of uh, staffing and technology upgrades to accommodate what we think will be a pretty robust turnout this election cycle. Yes, I hear that's what all the UConn students say when they wake up. Oh shoot. I heard that UConn is partnering with a company to develop a research facility and a test track for autonomous vehicles on the depot campus. That's pretty exciting. Tell me more. Yeah, so um, this is a, a concept that uh, has been, you know, basically in the works for a while. Um, there was some reporting uh, on this uh, back in the summer when a tentative agreement had been reached between uh, UConn and, and a company called Promisa on, on this um, possibility. Um, but it's moving forward, and actually the town council uh, received a, a briefing on this uh, from UConn officials at its last meeting, and um, basically the long and the short of it is, um, you know, there is a, an agreement in place. UConn is looking to sell a little bit more than uh, 105 acres, around 105 acres, uh, to Promita. It's a $5 million sale. Uh, will ultimately be, you know, somewhere around a 30 or $40 million uh, facility. Um, but it's going to be a comprehensive, comprehensive research facility uh, for autonomous vehicles, um, an opportunity for UConn and other uh, entities to do research on smart cities and transportation planning. Um, you know, I think the location, um, as, as you know, Wayne, and, and your, a lot of your listeners will know, the, the depot campus, um, it's a pretty underutilized uh, part of town. There's a lot of dilapidated, um, abandoned buildings that haven't been used in, in many, many years. And so, um, you know, this, uh, this, propo- this proposal represents an opportunity to, you know, bring an area of town that's otherwise, you know, frankly been mothballed for a number of years, bring it back online and, um, and create a number of local jobs. Uh, obviously, as a municipal official, um, it's exciting to think about the, the tax revenue this would generate because, uh, uh, UConn selling the property to a to a private entity means it goes on the tax rolls because uh, UConn is a state entity that's tax exempt property otherwise, um, and then just an opportunity for what we might call spin off businesses. You know, for businesses that are you know aligned with or related to um, the research that's going on, um, additional enterprises to to you know uh, pop up as a result of this. So. You know, this is going to go through all the normal local land use and zoning review, you know, process. So it's uh, it still has to be you know, thoroughly reviewed at the local level, and uh, due diligence will be done. And I'm sure there will be, you know, a lot of uh, stakeholder, you know, local resident opinions that come forward, and you know, uh, both you know, in the area of concerns, but also in the area of support. And so, you know, we're excited to see this moving forward, and uh, and definitely think it's a very intriguing opportunity and, and, and possible use for that part of town. The other big news ripped from today's headlines we're using at our news today, the new Mansfield Elementary School. I know you've mentioned before it's going to be a net zero building, but it's moving closer to completion and that a move-in date should be announced soon. What's the latest on that? 
Yeah, the project is um, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% complete. Um, you know, this past week, uh, anybody driving by, you've seen um, a, a pretty dramatic change in terms of uh, you know paving and other site improvements that have been that have been ongoing. So pretty transformational in terms of the site. You know, things that are visible from from Warren Road or Warrenville Road, but. Um, it is uh, it, it is moving along. Um, our superintendent uh, Peter Dart put out a communication to families last week, uh, trying to you know make sure that everybody understands because there's a lot of information flowing now and there's you know opportunity uh, for confusion. You know naturally as more information gets pushed out, people hear dates that are suggested and, and kind of draw their own conclusions. So. Uh, superintendent was trying to, you know, keep everybody, you know, clear in everybody's mind exactly where we're at. And so, you know, where we're at right now basically is that, um, you know, based on the feedback that Newfield Construction, you know, the, the general contractor for the project, uh, based on the feedback they're providing, you know, we believe that the building um, and, and the site may achieve uh, what's referred to as substantial completion, which means it would be occupiable uh, by the end of December. Um, but it's also just really important to understand, and this was the basis for uh, superintendent's message, that just because the project and the building is substantially complete, complete and the, um, the site can be occupied, that doesn't mean that we're you know, moving right in and school starts right away. There's a lot that has to happen. There needs to be you know, staff visits and training, student field trips, packing and moving, instructional materials, furniture, equipment, um, just orientation to how the building is operated, vetting transportation plans, and ultimately moving students in in uh, what we believe will be a, a phased approach. So um, not all grades will be moved into the building uh, on, on day one, so to speak, but do kind of a soft opening and make sure that we've got all the bugs worked out. So so that's a process that takes time, and, and we haven't announced, because uh, we still don't know for 100% sure when the building will be complete. We're not 100% sure uh, when the first day of school in the new building will be, but we are moving closer you know, to, to knowing that, and that'll be obviously a really important message to get out to our community. Um, we expect it'll be early 2023, and um, you know, the project has come a long way, and, and yeah, just very excited about the fact that it is going to be a net zero building. Um, it's going to be incredibly energy efficient, and it's going to be the first net zero public elementary school in the state of Connecticut. Well, it would follow, and I think this is what probably some people are thinking, that if you're talking in December, that maybe the best time to do it would be after the Christmas break is over. But it sounds like that's not quite the way you're going to do it with that phase move-in. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot that goes into the decision-making process. And I think, you know, again, you know, even if the building is, is ultimately um, done by by the, the second half of December, um, there's just a lot of a lot of elements that have to be attended to before we can move in, and realistically, it, it won't be achievable to to do those say over the holiday break. There's um, there's more to be done that can be done in just you know a, a couple weeks in the end of December. Um, so the building will be worth the wait. You know the community has been patient. Uh, we we certainly recognize the the strain that this has put on uh, a lot of families. And I can speak you know for myself, our own, my own experience. You know, two of our three kids are. In, in the school system, and uh, right now they're going to different schools because of the way um, schools were, were broken up by, by grade level uh, when the new building uh, completion was delayed, and it, it is challenging. It's very challenging on a number of fronts, including just the daily logistics of having kids go to different schools, and we're all eager to, to get past that and get into the new facility. 
Um, but we just want to make sure that we, you know, we move at the right speed, and we want to make sure that um, when we're when we're in, we're ready. Speaking of schools, how has the bus route situation settled itself down? It was a big deal a couple of months ago. Is it been under control since then? Yeah, I think the situation has gotten a lot better. I mean, um, nobody, I think, would refer to the current situation as perfect. And I think it is, you know, still something that we're working on, and the school district in particular, of course, is working on on a daily basis. Um, but they they have been in constant communication, open lines of communication with the bus company. Um, the school district has also um, worked out a, a basically an incentive program that they're administering to help the bus company with some of its driver shortage issues because the labor force is definitely a big issue. And uh, and I've you know I've said this uh, in council meetings and I, and I think I've said it on your program, but I'll say it again. I think Superintendent you know Dart has been you know, very, very thoughtful, very proactive in, in addressing what, of course, was, a, was you know, a big problem, you know, to, you know, have the first day of school for us go the way that it did and have to, you know, put a pause. Uh-oh. I think we just lost the town manager who was talking about how things are going with the, the bus move in there. He had a couple other things to talk about. I wonder if we can get him back here before 8 o'clock. So... Now I'm in the kill time department here with the Mansfield town manager, Ryan Aylesworth. He appears with us the first Friday of every month. We're going to talk to him. We were planning on talking to him about how the town of Mansfield was among the cities and towns with a silver certification from Sustainable Connecticut. That was a nice award. And uh, he's also going to be talking about encouraging the community to support the holiday gift card program. Downtown Stores has a winter welcome coming up on Saturday, December the 3rd. Resident State Troopers ramping up their staff, a, a Stuff a Cruiser event, and that'll be part of winter welcome on December the 3rd. They'll be collecting toys for families. The Chamber Singers at E.O. Smith High School, they've earned an invitation to perform at Carnegie Hall next March. There is a fundraising for that going on right now. And, of course, the... Request goes out to remember to vote coming up on Tuesday. So I guess that's it for our town manager from Mansfield, Ryan Aylesworth, as his line just disappeared there. These things happen with technology these days. We thank Ryan for checking in this morning. Let's check in with the news on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.